you have all been chosen for the starring role as Santa Claus. Damn it! What do you want? Well, what do you want? What are you doing? When it came to holiday spirit... Look who's here? It's Santa. I'm on my lunch break, okay? Willie's never had it. It's not real. Well, it was real. I got sick and all the hair fell out. How'd you get sick? I loved a woman that wasn't clean. Mrs. Santa? No, it was her sister. Oh, no. But he's gonna get it. You're that kid. Where's your sleigh? It's in the shop. Where's the reindeer? I stable them. Where's the stable? Next to the shop. How do they sleep? Are you messing with me? There's something about the guy that makes me uneasy. Maybe there's something I could fire him for. A man is a sexual being. Yeah. Now, a hopeless kid. Wedgie. And a Santa nobody liked. Oh. Are teaching each other a lesson. Is that your underwear? Part of it. Where's the rest of it? Actually, I don't want to know. Put your dukes up. You gotta learn to stand up for yourself. Oh, no. Scream at him. Ah! He is pathetic. Scream! Be loud! Ah! You don't hit in the... What's wrong with you? He's just a kid. I told you I didn't want to do this. Good. This holiday season... The naughtiest guy in town just might discover... He's a really sweet kid, isn't he? Yeah, I guess so. How to be nice. Good night, Santa. Good night, Mrs. Santa's sister. Santa! Billy Bob Thornton. So do you like kids? What do you think, I'm some kind of pervert or something? I just mean because you're Santa Claus. Huh. Bernie Mac. Get him out of here. What do you mean, get him out of here? I'm a dwarf, so unless you got a forklift handy, maybe you should lend a hand, hmm? Got some lip on you, Mitchell. Yeah? Well, these lips were on your wife last night. Tony Cox. Bad Santa. I beat up some kids today, but it was for a purpose. It made me feel good about myself. You need many years of therapy. And hello, hello, hello. Good evening, everybody, and happy holidays to you. Welcome to BAM, Badass Midnight Movies. I am Jeff, one of your co-hosts on the other side. Happy holidays to my buddies, Mr. Mike. Good evening, sir. Good Cheers, evening. fuckers. Cheers. I don't know if you got them. Happy holidays, everybody. We begin the holidays. We've left November swashbuckling, and now we're... Uh, Actually, no. I'm sorry. This is the second. This is our second one. Yeah, come on now. We yeah, we, we did it. We did it. We did our our controversial one already. Yeah. So, well, I guess it's a legit one. Or no, they are both are legit ones. This is more legit. This actually has Santa Claus in it. Yeah. You know what we didn't add in, and I I I think I was talking to you about it the other, or I wasn't talking to you about it, but I was watching it. But I was watching a, a Daddy's Home number two. That is a Christmas movie as well. It all takes place during the Christmas holiday. When they, when the, all the family, oh, comes that's, to, oh, that's right. Yeah. All the families coming. Yeah. I watched, town. I watched oh, the first man. one. I was like, oh, let me watch the second one. And I was like, oh my God, this is a Christmas movie too. And it, I mean, you're just amazing cast. Those are fun movies. Yeah. Too. I absolutely love those. Yeah. But you, you, but I, when you, when you add the grandfather in and then the, oh, the, the other father, you know, John Cena comes in as, as, you know, uh, Wahlberg's uh, daughter, stepdaughter's actual dad. And then you had casting that, yeah. for the grandfathers in part. Oh. Was it Lithgow as Farrell's dad yeah. and then Mel Gibson as, uh, uh, as Wahlberg, yeah, perfect, perfect, yeah, perfect casting. Perfect. Absolutely loved it. I was like, man, I was like, man, I forgot this was a, this is a Christmas movie, and it's so much fun. But yeah, yeah but we we decided we're gonna do Bad Santa because 
well, it's uh, us. And, and <laughs> it's, yeah, that's. I, I think that's enough to say. Yeah. It's, it's just us, dude. It's Bad just set, us, of yeah. course. Uh, no words need to be explained. Just um, no good, good fun movie. I remember watching this in the theater. Absolutely. I mean, I was like, this was one of those rare movies. Like in a long time, I hadn't seen some movies that really like had me rolling in the aisles. I mean, this is just great. Oh, hysterical! I mean, the, I mean, one liners, but like the dude, the late John Ritter's in this film, and he's hysterical. Yep. This is actually his Pretty last, bad. his last live, uh, his last live action movie was for John Ritter. This was his last one. He did two others after this that were um, he did voiceovers. He did for he was Clifford in the big uh, the Clifford the Big Red Dog movie, oh. and he did another one. But yeah, this is his last live action movie before you know he filmed this before he passed away. So yeah, shame man. And there there is a awesome scene where we'll see it later where you see John and, and Bernie share some great screen time together, and they just bounce off of each other so Oh, yeah. You can tell they're both comedians, man, the workers in their trade. So I got to ask you, are, do you not have your camera on? Do you not see me right now? I do. My, I do see you. In all my, in all my festive glow. I was waiting for a comment. I was going to say something later, but, uh, you know, you beat me to it. Yes. Oh, I'm, trying to, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to grow the, the, the Santa beard, and, 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 and I've got my Cheers fuckers hat on. I'm going to so. have some uh, naughty <laughs> elves, you know, just saying. You're Santa. Yeah. Hey. Use it up, man. Just... All right, guys. I did not look where this was, so I don't care. So find it; it's out there. Um, because honestly, if you're listening to this in six months, it could be somewhere else, and you'll be like, "You guys lie." So we're not going to lie. You can find it on Amazon. You can find it on YouTube, and that's probably where you're guaranteed anytime going to find it. Um, but yeah, I can't think of where this is at. Um, so yeah, I concur. Just uh, it, it's it's Columbia Pictures. It's Miramax. So cross, you know, who knows where it is after their whole Miramax thing? Yeah, who knows? I didn't even know Miramax was still around, but. Who knows? Anyway, guys, uh, cue it up. Find it. I'm at zero zero zero. Actually, I'm at zero zero one because it's gonna be different. But um, that's how it goes. So here we go. In three, two, one. Press play. Oh, this is Dimension Films. They um, I think Dimension to the Scream Films, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yeah, they were part of the Scream Scream series and. I mean, it's, they ranked in some dough, those screen movies. Even the last one made dough. Oh, yeah. Kind of disheartened to hear that uh, Sydney's not coming back for the next one, but, you know, know. Time to move on. Time to move on. And I think that's a uh, common theme for tonight. Just moving on. Uh, Terry Zigoff, or Zigwoff, whatever, however you would pronounce that last name, the director, actually... Um, came from comic book origins surprisingly enough yeah, uh yeah he came from an underground comic book industry uh, he originally went out to san francisco uh met up with a cartoonist uh, robert crumb and, and robert crumb is known for doing like these really off satire style um car- uh, comic comic books and cartoons he ended up on robert's band playing the mandolin and then drifted over to becoming an editor for the comic books mm-hmm. but his film career you could literally count um, two fingers on, on, on no on your hand and one extra appendage. Uh, he has <laughs> he has literally six movies to his credit. Uh, Bad Santa was the mixture of it, but he's also uh, he did um, about three years later did a movie with uh, with John Malkovich and uh, Jim uh, Broadbent and Angel- Jan- Angelica Houston uh, called Art School Confidential. So uh, he uh, he definitely had a really he's still going, but it's just very small you know small thing. He does a lot more arts movies, and I think his his origins with the with the comic book 
mm. and that their 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 satire that they did really helped in this because it's he, oh, he does yeah. it was based off of being very alienated and an outsider and like you could just feel it in this. I mean, this is every Santa during the holidays. Of course, they're pissed. No, 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 not every Santa. No. Well, the Santas I've been around. Well, that's that's because you, you were around them probably. It's true. I was. <laughs> I actually drank with. <laughs> Yeah, this was a uh, Harvey Weinstein production before Harvey, you know, went. Yeah. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye-bye, yeah. Harvey. I can't even think of anybody else to do this role except Billy Bob. Did such a great job, and I don't know if you want to say that he sort of started these. I don't think he started it, but it was more heightened when he was cast as like kind of like the outcast Santa because we got Violent Night that came out recently which I haven't seen yet but I hear is no I mean you gotta realize we had bat we had Santas like this I mean you gotta forget it what you forget about a uh, Silent Night and Bloody Night from the 80s I mean this is nothing he's they're not doing they're not reinventing the wheel they're well, they're they're putting a little shine on an old you know kind of on an old character would you throw Krampus into that loop no, Krampus is is a is more horror based. That, that's okay. and that's going off of a you know off of a a um an old uh, mythology. Did yeah. you ever watch that Krampus one? Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Creepy as hell. Yeah, the design of the Krampus man is freaky. <laughs> yeah, I was actually at the mall today. Saw our saw our, our local uh, Santa. He was you know just sitting there, just waiting, hanging out. Just hanging out. I think I'll take a Waving. picture with Santa this year. Get the kid and I. Be fun. <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton. Singblade. What else? And tons of stuff. Oh God, fucking Armageddon! Oh, Sling, Armageddon! But, yeah, yeah I mean, you, go, you, you go down the list. He has had a uh, an epic, epic career. Nice career, yeah. The last movie I saw him in was that spy thriller on Netflix. With um, what was it? it was uh, I think and no with um, Chris Evans and uh, this guy. Pretty boy, Ryan Gosling. Oh, yeah, he was the uh, like a secret servants service head in that film. Hey, look who's here! Exactly. What, what do we say? Huh? What 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 does he play all the time? Cop. Always <laughs> <laughs> he's always a always a cop. He literally played the same guy, in Mike and Molly. No, no. Here, here, he's a here's a here's a mall cop, and Maggie Mall. He's actually Chicago PD. <laughs> hey, what? Hey, but why would you want the Santa job? You you just armed the store. Obviously, you have a position of higher authority than being a Santa. Come on now, Paul. 
Yeah, and we got Tony Cox here. Now, Tony, probably more recognizable from Friday and me, myself, and Irene. Um, but unrecognizable, he was Willow. He was in he was in Willow, George Lucas's movie Willow. He was also one of the Ewoks in Return of the Jedi's, and most people don't realize that he was the preacher in Beetlejuice. Was he? Yeah. So he's been. He's was been, he the preacher at the end? Yeah, when when they got married, remember he was like, he, he was he was in a costume. You couldn't see his face. He was just a short oh, little. Yeah, wow. That was okay. Him. Yeah, but he's been, he's been around for quite some time. Like he's been in a lot of movies. But yeah, he was. Um, Whittle Willie is uh, who he was in in the uh, in Return of the Jedi. I know they didn't have name tags, so I don't know which one he was. Yeah. But his last movie, uh, like, and I'm not sure why, because I, yeah, I think he's still alive. I didn't see it. But his last movie was uh, Bad Santa 2. I don't know if he just just retired or, or what, but yeah, he hasn't made anything since the uh, sequel. Hmm. What year is the sequel? Was it 16? Uh, yeah, 16, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because these were about a decade apart. It just came out in 03. I thought the sequel was okay. Yeah, again, but it, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's the, the sequel curse. There's very rarely yeah. will you see a sequel, you know, perform better. It's actually a comedy sequel. Like, can you name a comedy sequel that was better than the first one? Uh, I'm just, I mean, maybe the Naked Guns. Naked Guns always did good. I mean, they were. I don't think they did bad or better or worse than the than the other ones. But I'm sure. Same. I'm sure I could sit down and if I had like if I put my head to it, I'm sure I could find something. I mean, you, you got to realize, I mean, probably one of the best ones that nobody talks about in like a movie sequel that did better. Obviously, you know, we always think about, you know, you know Terminator 2 and, and, and that. But you think about uh, Electric Boogaloo. That was better than the, that was <laughs> yeah, better that than was, the first ones. Number two. Yeah, that was, that was, it was Electric Boogaloo, dude. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> uh, his, his wife, his girlfriend who just asked for the loofah, that's uh, Lauren Tom. Uh Joy Luck Club. Uh, she was Julie. If anybody is a Friends fan, I know you. I know the the, the newer generation doesn't like Friends, and I, I I don't understand why. But you know, that's, that's, a, that's okay. weird. Why don't uh, they like? But she was she was Julie, and I think it was the end of season one, beginning of season two, or no, I think it was beginning of season two. She came in. She was Ross's uh, girlfriend. He but met when he was in China. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, was her Kim or something on the show? No, Julie. Julie, Julie, that's Julie, what I just said. Who she played? It, Julie. Sorry. It's okay. You don't listen. It's okay. She also played, and we were talking about this, uh, uh, just off the, in the in the green room, talking about Batman Beyond. She played Jinx. She did the voice of Jinx. Oh. In uh, in in uh, in Batman Beyond, she was also Gizmo in Teen Titans and Teen Titans Go. So hmm. she's got definitely a career. Still going? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, she seems like she's still going. What a perv. <laughs> Actually, she's uh, <laughs> for um. Oh, she was Amy Wong also in uh, Futurama. Damn, she's done a lot. Yeah, because I was just looking. She's doing a lot of voiceovers, and it was for the Futurama, Bender's Big Score, The Beast with a Billion Backs. Last thing she did was Troll Hunters: Rise of the Titans.
That's going to be hot as balls wearing a Santa Claus shirt. Oh, yeah. Outfit in Arizona right there. Well, I, well, I went to the uh, – doing a filling in for our friend <clears throat> DJ Benjamin for his uh, karaoke this mm. weekend. So I was like, I wanted something fun. That's why I picked up the hat. <clears throat> but I was looking for a Christmas shirt, you know, something like, you know, messed up. And it's all sweaters. And I'm like, don't they understand? Like, we're in Florida. And I, I was at Spencer's. And I asked the guys, like, man, didn't you guys used to have, like, Christmas T-shirts? He goes, yeah, they stopped. They stopped sending us Christmas t-shirts for a while ago. It's too freaking hot for sweaters, dude. He's like, I know. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I got to come up with something else, you know. Yeah, because you're not wearing sweaters now. <laughs> no, Sorry. not now. Not even, even I know it, the thing doesn't start till evening, but even tomorrow is going to be still, I think, like the mid-60s, low 60s. Yeah, I was thinking about getting all back down and you know, like the low is going to be 60. I'm like, nah, but next, no, next weekend it's going to be really cold. So, yeah, I heard we finally. I heard we're gonna finally get some cool weather down here, which I can't yeah, wait. Yeah. And we got we John amazing. Ritter, the man, the legend, John Ritter. I mean, amazing. And this is not his uh, only time working with, um, working in a movie with Billy Bob Thornton. He and Billy Bob did another movie together. Which one was that? Sling Blade. Oh, I was gonna say, was it Sling? Mm-hmm. Oh, John Ritter was in Sling Blade, huh? Yep. Um, but yeah, probably, probably for him, uh, you know, Three's Company, uh, Eight Simple Rules, Problem Child, One and Two. And for me, my personal favorite uh, was a movie he did uh, in 89, was Skin Deep. Have you ever heard of that movie? No. It, it's no a, he was, he's, you know, it's, it's his, like, him, him trying to do a little bit more adult theme, but basically he's a... Successful author. He's a, a weakness for alcohol and with beautiful women. And uh, so he starts like delving into the sex scene. And it's got probably one of my favorite scenes ever. Mm-hmm. You know, when there's glow in the dark condoms. Yeah. Well, there's a scene where he goes and ties the, in this girl and gets him into bed. And the screen goes black. And she's like, hey, wear this. And all of a sudden, all you see is the condom, glow in the dark condom, <laughs> go on on a, on, a, on a phallic shaped thing. And then you see it lay down. And then you see the door open up. Hey, baby, I'm here. And all of a sudden you see a different colored condom going on. And basically you're watching a in-the-dark penis fight with glow-in-the-dark condoms. And it is the most hysterical scene with no dialogue and nothing but these two glowing phallic things running around this <laughs> dark have to room. Look that up. Dude, yeah, well, we'll afterwards we'll have to look it up. But yeah, look, look up look Skin up. Deep. Um, yes, 89. Oh, my God. Dude. Talk about another one of those... Uh- I'll give you. Scenes. I'll give you two more. He did another film. It was a made-for-TV CBS movie. I think it was the last year or the first hero where he wore like a superhero cape. Yes, yeah, I remember that one. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and he was in the subways. And then he did another one. I'm not sure if it was History of the World Part One where he played the devil. I mean, I could be wrong. I don't have his IMDb in front of me, but I know one movie he was the devil. Holy, I think it was Holy Moses with Dudley Moore. Yeah, there you go. That was yeah. That's yep. it. Holy Moses. Yeah. yeah, that's the one I remember him from. He's like, hey, I'm the devil. Oh man, great! <laughs> this this is a great scene, guys. Whether it's like you, these two masters of comedy. I I was watching uh, Ber, uh Bernie Max. Um, um, uh, what is it? Uh, you you don't scare me, motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, his his first like I think it was. I don't think it was his first one on deaf comedy, but it. it was his most like iconic and basically is the one that planted his his flag and the like. Hey, I'm here. And I was watching an interview with his daughter, and she's like, yeah, the reason he did that and went and he started off with, like, you don't scare me, you, you motherfuckers don't scare me or something along those lines, 
was she's like the guy beforehand bombed like Ooh. bombed to the point where like the, if you've ever been to a deaf comedy show Ooh. yeah bombed horribly so he came out there you don't scare me motherfuckers was the whole so that's why he kept saying that to let them know you you're not gonna bother me I'm up here doing my job and I'm gonna make you laugh <laughs> that's what every comedian needs man <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the thing they say. They say that the worst thing for comedians is to follow up a guy that fucking like kills it and nails it and does has a great set, or somebody that's bombed completely. Those are the two. You can worst. never win. With you can't win. You, like you either have to you have to win the comedian that because either they're so laughed out, you know, that they can't. Yeah, your your jokes aren't going to hit them, or they're so pissed right now and not you wanting to laugh. Funny. You got to bring the game. Yeah. But yeah, I was. I hadn't really watched um, eight rule, eight simple rules. I think I watched the first season. I was like, okay, it's I kind of that. fun. And I didn't, you know, I didn't realize how close that cast was. That was the uh, first. I think that was one of the first series. Kaylee Cuckoo was on Kaylee Big Bang Theory. Yeah, yeah, she yep. was a young yeah, daughter. That was, yeah, and, and that was uh, that was her biggest thing. And that was the one of when she left after this happened, and she went to go to Big Bang. She was one of the things that she took with her. Was what would John do? What would John think was appropriate for me to do? Like, because she said they were kind of pushing for a little bit more skimpier things and stuff like that. And she's like, well, "What would John do?" Because John really like took her under his, you know, his wing and kind of showed her the way. So did so did uh, Katie Seagal. Yeah, for, I keep forgetting Katie was then. Oh, dude, Katie I, I think is. um, I think after he passed, they try to keep the show going. I think they just finished out their season. Because I, I think James Garner showed up like in the next season after John died as the grandfather. I, th- I think it went for three seasons. Yeah, it went for a total of three seasons. Yeah. Because yeah. after he left, I mean, they they tried. I mean, yeah, they tried to carry on because they figured that's what he would want. You know, the family to carry on. And I mean, you, you, there's been scenes. I mean, there's been series that where, you know, the main character has died, but I think not in the way that he died. Like he was a legitimate mm-hmm. death. He wasn't. Hey, you know what? We just we're just going to kill off the character. Um. Best hey, one it's Draco Malfi. <laughs> best one I can think of is if you think of like oh, you remember Harper's family. Valerie Harper had a had a show. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And she she left for whatever reason, but they carried on. You know, and that was a uh, Michael. That was Michael Bateman yeah. or Jason. Bateman they brought, I think they brought Sandy Duncan in yeah. uh, to replace Valerie Harper, right? Yes, yeah, so I think she was like the aunt or something. Yeah, it was something weird. I think they killed her off in the show, but I think she. Had, I think it was contract issues she had. Something, and, yeah, something went on, but yeah, something like that, yeah. <laughs> Thurman, uh, the uh, Brett uh, Brett Edward Kelly is this general is the kid's name. Um, best, known, I mean, best known. This is probably his best role, well known role. But uh, we've seen him in a movie that we did uh, a couple years ago, Trick or Treat. We did that last year. Trick or Treat. Remember, he was he was the. No, I remember. Kid. I'm trying to think who he was. He, he, he was he was he was the chubby kid with his with his dad, who was the uh, who was the principal of the school. Oh, okay. And they All made right. and they were making uh, the, the the pumpkins. Uh, he did Sandlot 2. Uh, did a couple of like... That's oh, horrible. To yeah. There's a Sandlot 2 out there. That's, <laughs> how, how dare they? He was also in your favorite show. Was he in Supernatural? Yes, sir, he was. He was in uh, Supernatural 2017. He was Clark's co-worker in an episode called Lost and Found. Hmm. I love the one that wasn't clean. 
I think, unfortunately, he nailed this character so well and made it so awkward. I think it's been he's found some hard, hard times to find like you know a a continuation. Guess, kind of the same thing I think happened to um, the guy that the young kid that did uh, Michael Myers. The long, he had the longer hair. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah that, he that was, was he showed up a couple of places, but really nothing came of it. Hopefully, hopefully, ten, fifteen years down the road, we'll see you know, a bad Santa three where he, you know, where he shows up and he's t- pick, you know, picked up the role, just like just kind of. I, like I would love that. Yeah. I would love that. You see, like the beginning of part three is just them two in the bar, and he's just handing him over the hat. Well, no, no, he's, no, no, no. Billy Bob Thornton's character dies of alcohol poisoning. He has to die a miserable death for it to translate over. That I've I've lost this guy that was my. You know, no, mm, it's okay. got to continue. Uh, yeah, it's got yeah, it to continue with that rough right. like that. Okay. I mean, it just doesn't make it sense. Can't be settled, like, yeah. Like the beginning of the movie, he's at his gravestone or something, like pouring him out. Yeah, you know, pours like, pours him out a pint. <laughs> Here's yeah. one for my homie, basically. And, and, he, and, he, and he takes the hat from yeah. the grave because he was buried with the hat on top of the gravestone. Yeah. There you go, part three. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And his and his life's just miserable because his idol, his 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 father figure, you know, has has yeah. died, and and you could just rehash the whole thing. No, you do it. Do a different take on it now. Now he now he's angry and drunk for something else. You know, maybe he has a family or something. I don't know. You could make it. You could spin it. Like, <laughs> I have. I mean, working in the bar industry, like you, you've seen people mm-hmm. like this. <laughs> uh, like, the, he played Samir in Office Space. I knew I recognized him. Yeah, he, he played like, Samir in Office he, Space. Yeah, he had hair. Mm-mm. Was he bald no. too? Yeah, he was bald there too. Yeah, he had like a little like buzz oh, thing going on, but yeah, no, it yeah, it's same goatee, same everything. Here we have Lorelai Gilmore. Oh, <laughs> Lauren Graham, unbelievable, <laughs> stunning. Yeah, I mean, just have, yeah, when when I saw her in this, I'm like, what? Oh. What? Shut oh. up. Because I mean, she'd been doing. She she was in the middle of doing uh, Gilmore Girls. So this was uh, you, Gilmore Girls went two thousand to two thousand seven. This was you know filmed two thousand three. So I mean, it's to me that's such like a you know a weird thing to like break away to such a different style. Usually, yeah, it's a big departure. Like she's yeah. known as being like the humble, tough mom, and yeah, and then she goes, she like, turns out to be the <laughs> this you know bar slut. Yeah. It's like I was like, really, this kind of odd. I think they brought Gilmore Girls back. I don't know. On I was Netflix, and possibly. she was in it with um, the girl who played her daughter. But she was so busy even during Gilmore Girls. I mean, she released like four movies, I think, because she had uh, Sweet November, Bad Santa, The Pacifier, because I said so, and Evan Almighty, like all during like that time. This is great. Can I at least take the hat off? No. <laughs> He's just such. Oh yeah, she. There was a Gilmore Girls, a Year in the Life. It was a uh, reu- reunion uh, miniseries. And uh, currently, she can be seen on the Mighty Ducks, which that's I right, watched. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Pretty fun. 
I like the twist of that series, how like before the Mighty Ducks were the underdog, but in this series they, it follows like another team, and the Mighty Ducks are like a dynasty now. So it's kind of like the role reversal of like the movies. I'm like, they're, they're now they're now the douchebags. Yeah, they're they're the douchebags now. Well, I mean, you really you, you got if you think about it, they really just basically just ripped off uh, uh, Cobra Kai. That is true. I mean, I, if you really that, if you pull it out, you're not wrong. Which is fine, but it works. You know, again, something I've always <laughs> said that there have been 35 stories written. You just play, you know, move pieces in different, you know, put things in different places and put it in a different time, and it, it works. Mm-hmm. Your piece of sheet. It's <laughs> great. Actually, the day I, we I, do office space, I cannot wait. Oh yeah, I like to. That oh. used to be a I, when I worked in, in a in a corporate industry, I I was still fresh and like happy in there. And then I one of my buddies is like, you know, he's been there a couple of years. He's like, hey, watch this movie, you'll understand us a little bit better. And as soon as I got done, I'm like, son of a bitch. All the right, I know all these fuckers. <laughs> it's like you got to have those signature movies about like stories and professionalism. That one office space you had a waiting is basically the life of exactly. a server yep. yeah. and a restaurant that is yep. hands down. Um, yeah, I've, I was talking to was I talking to? Oh, uh, somebody's getting ready to start working. Uh, a fr- friend of mine or acquaintance of mine. He he works in a bar right now, but he's getting ready to start working at a fine da- dining establishment. Don't want to call it a five star because they argue that it's not, but it is. It, it's a, <laughs> it's a really classy fucking place. All right. Um, but he's getting ready to work there, and I was like, "Yeah." He, I was like, "You know the things that we do it here." He's like, "Yeah, they're going to do it there too, but they're going to be a little bit more fucking like better about it, and, like really smooth about it. So be careful." And I was like, "You know," I was like, "And I was, <laughs> I was like, hey, make sure you watch Waiting, because that will prep you for what you might run into." Yes, yes, that because that's your blueprint right there. <laughs> he was talking to, about to one of his coworkers. He's like, "He's like, yeah, this one girl kind of was flirting with me." He's like, "Was it a server or was it a was it a hostess?" He goes, "It was one of the hostess." He goes, "They're all they're all under 18, Don't." Yeah, so. <laughs> I was like waiting. All under eighteen. Right, that was waiting right there. She was under eighteen. No, she was. Wasn't she like seventeen? She, she, was, no, she, she was, was again. She was under eighteen. <laughs> yes, she was. I love when he fucking breaks. Just loses it. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> he just like <laughs> dude, it's just he's you know what I didn't realize uh, and I, I was regular some of the notes the uh, the Cohen brothers yeah. uh, produced this film exactly I think they were executive producers I don't think Sex they were producers yeah, they yeah were, so I'm not sure were, if they, they had they, a hand they were or, in the line well they had a hand in picking the writer so you could see some Cohenisms very yeah very much you definitely do see some Cohenisms in this Yeah, your writers to this, Cats and Dogs, Looney Tunes, Back in Action, Bad News Bears, I Love You, uh, Phillips Morris, Crazy Stupid Love, Jungle Cruise. So, I mean, it's uh, Glenn... Uh, Glenn uh, Jungle Patrick, Cruise? Is that the uh, the Dwayne Johnson film with uh, uh, Emily the, Blunt? The, the Rock, yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. I yeah. don't know why I keep going. Dwayne. I like that film a lot. Yeah, it was, I was pretty good. Yeah. How good it was. And, you know, and they, uh, those guys were actually uh, executive producers on the DC League of uh, Super Pets, which I finally got a chance to watch. Really, it was fun. I liked it. It's yeah. fun. Yeah, it's it a was, fun yeah. little movie, man. So one thing I like about DC and their animated films, eh? And this wasn't 
part of that. This is like you know their own like separate little thing, and it was just fun. They they know how to do animated. Although they got to be careful, Marvel's creeping up on them. They've got a Marvel's got a couple Marvel of animated is, movies uh, coming yeah. out soon, and I'm like, oh, this might put the end to that. I like um, what if season one. They got Marvel Zombies coming too, which they got Marvel Zombies. Yeah. There was a couple other like like standalone kind of movies they were getting ready to drop here oh, this next man. year. I'm like, I can't think of the other ones right now. But yeah, they're they're they are stepping their game up. I love the. F- <laughs> Now they were originally talking to James Gandolfini to play the role uh, for Willie, which I would have. I thought that one would have killed to see that. That would have been a good one. And um, they were looking at uh, Angus T. Jones to play Thurman, the the kid who, who if you guys are don't watch um, three men, uh, three men, yeah, the, yeah, two, two and a half men. Men, oh shit. Yeah, so he, they were looking at him before he got religious out. I don't know if he was religious out by then or not, because um, I think he would have had to be a little bit younger. Uh, and then they were looking at a uh, Danny Woodburn to play Marcus. Also, a very famous uh, dwarf. I mean, the casting would have been on point either way. They went. oh yeah, either way. I mean, I think this way. I, I would have loved to have seen uh, James go to take this one because I mean, just oh, yeah. him and him and his movies when he does get to that annoyed part, it just it hits. Can you imagine him as a Santa? Like, saying, hey, you know what? I'm tired of this shit over here. Yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> Got about that line. Sorry, Sorry guys. Yeah, you, we need to laugh here. Uh, but there was uh, also um, Bill Murray, Jack Nicholson, and Robert De Niro were in kind of considered. They weren't. I don't think they went to the point of talking to them. Bill would probably have been fun. I think he could have done it, but yeah, I don't think Jack or, or Robert. Would I don't think Jack fit. would have done it. I think Jack fits more in a uh, anger management type movie. Yeah, That's yeah, like that, the yeah. closest immediate thing he'll get to. I don't think he could do something like this. What the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> well, he's trying to tell him not to not to screw with people, but he's like, he's like, I was all for the Clinton impeachment, you know, a man can do with his penis, what you know, what he wants. Now, uh, Billy Bob did admit that he, in some of the scenes, he was drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it adds to the authenticity. <laughs> what? Absolutely, I absolutely miss Bernie Mac. I just miss them both, man. Miss them both. I mean, I was a huge fan of the Bernie Mac show. I mean, if you if you ever, I, I watched a couple of episodes. Love those, man. Yeah, just the way him and those kids just. So yeah, you are right. We Coen Brothers did 
they revised the screenplay for it originally, okay. so and then handed over to the writers. Um, Cohen, uh, both Cohen brothers and Jerry, the the director, did it together, so that way they were kind of on on point with it. It shows. Um, I believe I don't know what version I have here. I believe I'm pretty sure I got the uh, the unedited version. Uh, but they say uh, they drop they drop the f word approximately a hundred and fifty nine times in the movie and uh, in the in the f word and its variations. Uh, shit, they say seven to three times. So there's a total of about three hundred profanities in this. And when I say the next bit of data and information. Billy Bob Thornton to this day still has eight and nine year old kids walking over to him and saying how much they loved him in this movie. So just just <laughs> the fact they dropped that for you, but yet parents will still. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so big and tall. I just love the way they just curse each other out. (laughs) 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 Just the way they curse each other out. So this is the year he released Bad Santa, Love Actually, Intolerably Cruelty, and Levity, all in the same year. So, I mean, he was a little busy. I think this is right out. Yeah, this is a couple years after Monster Ball. Oh, look, that's, um, um... yeah, is it her? Um, yeah, Olivia. Yep, yeah. she, did, she just just got a just got her uh, star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame this this week. Uh, she, God, I've the only one I can really remember from was Mama. That's like the one. She was in a free uh, free spirit with uh, Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell. Recently, I saw that very musically holiday special. All the big actors in here. Yeah, Olivia L. Spencer. Yeah, she just uh, yeah, she just got her star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. But uh, yeah, she was a Spider Man in two thousand two, Legally Blonde. And she was actually in the sequel as well, Ma. That's the one I'm thinking of. Not not Mama, but Ma. Oh. And she's actually in the uh, the new uh, Will Smith and uh, or not Will Smith, uh, Ryan Reynolds and uh, Will Ferrell. Yeah, that's what no, I was talking about. Yeah, she's in that as yeah. well. <laughs> nah, no. Twenty three million bucks to make this film uh, gross profit about one hundred and thirty five. So really, I'd say the budget I had or the uh, box office I had was seventy six point. Well, yeah, that's combined with uh, I got combined oh, you... here. Oh, yeah, okay. sixty is for U S. and then seventy five is for Canada and everywhere else. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So yes, uh, 
So that's a nice profit. And again, yeah. you're not doing much. I mean, it's basically great comedy. Good comedy is a lot of great dialogue. Yeah, it's all it is. You know, right. you you rent a house, do filming in the house. There, and the other part is probably you know an abandoned fucking mall in middle America. You can find so them everywhere. Not, yeah, you're not spending much on. Yeah, you're just deco- you're just decorating. You know, you get an old you know old Sears, you know that's condemned and filming there. We got I've freaking our our big mall here that I, that I go to. We've got a condemned store. Yeah. Rent it out, and so yeah, it's not, the budget's not that much. And you, again, you're talking your big actors really here are, Bernie, are you know Bernie Mac, John Ritter, you know Billy Bob. Probably throw you know Lauren Graham in there. It's like, Lauren Graham was you know, yeah. demands a little bit of cash. Yeah, yeah so I mean, cute. but the rest of the cast, you know, pretty pretty low key. The kids, you know, new. You know, maybe Tony Cox and Lauren Tom, mm. but you know, that's really just that's it. Yeah. I love this. He's gonna lose it. <laughs> it's just he's just unflappable. <laughs> you know he was so good. It's too bad. Hopefully he gets to do something else. <laughs> oh my god we have the same uh, uh, what you call it Chinese place in my mall it's the same all the stranger things was in isn't it the same place that they used to oh. we just got that drink Well, that's the way they communicate. Fuck off. Jesus. (laughs) Oh, okay. This is the the same mall that was used in Robert De Niro shoots Bridget Fonda and Jackie Brown. Okay, I knew that looked familiar. Well, it looked like that store was the 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 uh, the store that the uh, girls work at. Yeah, hmm. and um, and Stranger Things season two, I think. <clears throat> so probably one of your more current or newer directors that I've noticed you've uh, you've kind of drifted to. Uh, was actually hired and uh, did uncredited role for some of the scenes um, where, like, when Willie was teaching the kid how to fight, uh, scenes mm. with the advent calendar. But uh, Todd Phillips was oh. hired. Yeah, he was hired just to, and he was uncredited for doing it just to do some pickup shots after after they were done uh, shooting. Todd Phillips, he of di- uh, director of Joker. Yeah, like I said, that's why. Yeah, he was. I figure he's probably one of your newer ones. Didn't he do one of the Hangover movies as well? I think Todd. Yeah, no, I think he did all of them actually. If I'm not, if I remember correctly, I thought Todd Phillips. Yeah, it was. Todd is uh, hard at work on Joker too. 
<laughs> I just like the way he gets pissed off. Uh, he was, yeah, Joker. He did Old School. He did Road Trip, Due Date. I mean, unknowingly, he was probably one of my favorite actor, my favorite directors. He just went a little bit into to, to drama. You know, he done all that comedy. So, well, again, it's it's not a drastic like swap over. You know, for for a lot of a, a lot of them, it's it's not that difficult to do. Yeah, he was producer on on Hangover. I don't know, like most of the Hangover movies. It's just even her. Now, Dennis Leary was uh, thought of for this. Now, that mm. would have... Um, now, that would have worked. Because if anybody... I mean, he, he plays probably on one of my one of my like top ten like favorite Christmas movies, The Ref. Ref, if yeah. You guys, if nobody's ever seen The Ref. Be. Yeah. Yet, yes, so there's a, a, a troublesome... Uh, actor in there now but still that I mean amazing but his reaction and his timing and his losing his shit moments in the ref would fit perfectly right perfectly, here yeah. yeah just like that <coughs> I think that was Kevin Spacey, Kevin Spacey. And, yeah and the, the wife who played the wife and at Benning I think yeah, it was the wife I believe so yeah but yeah so it's one of my lo- absolutely love that movie I just love the way the the married couple always, always, always. No, uh, Judy, Judy Davis. That's who it was. Was it Judy Davis? Okay, I'm sorry. I thought it was an Ebony. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If anybody's nobody's seen it yet, check out the ref. It's a, it's a great. It's like from ninety, like like, like what was it ninety four, ninety five, yeah, ninety four. Yeah, and it was it's just, it's so Ooh. yeah. I know. Yeah, it's, it hurts. Yeah. I think back to that movie. It hurts. My head. And again, one of those movies that people forget that that's a Disney movie. It was, it was done by Buena Vista Pictures. Yeah, everybody, like I said, everybody, everybody freaked out when they bought Falk. Oh my God, they're gonna, they're not. They've got different ways of releasing that shit. They just don't release it under a Disney banner. It's under somebody else. Yeah. Don't freak out, guys. It's fine. Bitch. Damn. Again. Man, who is this kid's father? Oh, they're traveling. I thought, or maybe did they? Did he get busted for something? I'm trying to remember, he explained it. I think that he like the dad got busted for like you know embezzlement, and so now the grandmother's having to watch him. Or Leachman, I think that is over there. Yep. 
That is. And she was in another really good uh, uh, late 80s. No, sorry. Yeah, late, late 80s uh, movie, A Prancer. Christmas movie, if you remember Prancer. Oh, yeah, but The uh, the Reindeer. No, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I remember that. And, of course, she, we, we already done a epic movie that, uh, with her. If you look in our archives, we uh, for um, Beer Fest. Yes, that's right. She Go, was your grandmother's a whore. Aww. Now, there was a cameo that they cut. Uh, Sarah Silverman was actually supposed to be in the movie. She was going to be one of the Santa trainers. Because if you remember at the beginning of our the, the the trailer I ran, you could hear somebody talking about, "Hey, you all have been selected to be a Santa." Yeah, she was part of that. that. Was her? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, no, I don't think that was her. No, but it, she was part of the Santa trainer group. And but yeah, they deleted that scene. It's too bad. Yeah, it's like little. Yeah, I do, but I don't. She wouldn't have. It didn't add or take away from the movie. No, no, no. I know she wouldn't fit in this film, but. you get for messing with a Santa, man. Booty call, man. Santa guy has booty calls. He just captures the freaking desolate, solo, miserable human being, but it's funny. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it tries to address also some something that's like affecting a lot of people right now. I mean, all over Facebook and stuff, you know, for you know, depression during the holidays because this is a time for it. Jesus. Yeah, I think we're in the uncut version because I think I heard him call him a little bit ba- a bastard, and that's that's on the uncut version. Oh man, that's gonna hurt! Bang! <laughs> I just hope the grandma's oblivious to what's going on. So apparently Jack Nicholson did read for this. I did not realize. I thought he was just on the list of like hopefuls and he wanted to do it, but he had to, he uh, had to turn down because of uh, commitments to something's got to give. Eh. That's I say. I thought he, I honestly would have thought he would have not gone with it. Yeah. I thought he would have never even gone close to this. I love this. <laughs> In the Czech Republic, the title is it's translated into Santa is a pervert. Wow. <laughs> that's, a, that's a little too hey, on the head there. On the nose there, Santa.
Oh God, telemarketing. Just because you wear a headset doesn't mean you're in telemarketing, my friend. <laughs> That's, I, I'm not in telemarketing. I wear one eight, hour, eight hours a day. <laughs> I do it. I go crazy. God bless your soul. What soul? I, I lost that years ago. Maybe <laughs> that's why. Maybe that's why. God, is that a VHS? Jesus. I think I still have my VHS somewhere. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> his <laughs> face oh hmm come on now ah it's I can picture it in my head shit hmm I don't want to look it up. I, I know, I know. It's it's right there. Come on. You may not recognize him. That may be uh, that may be your issue. Star Trek. Star Trek. There we go. All right. Okay. You're, you're there. It isn't a movie we've done. Was he in Voyager? Yes. Uh, Neelix. Yes, he was also oh, okay. he was also in Star Trek: First Contact. That he was the Major D on the holodeck program. Oh. Wow. I knew I would get to it eventually. I know that's why I, was, that's why I wasn't going to force. I was you. I was like I I recognized the voice. That's what yeah. it was. 
And then I was like, wait, does he have, he have makeup on, prosthetics? And I was like, okay. Yeah, that's why. So I was like, hey, do you recognize him? What was the name of Neelix's wife or girlfriend? Kess. Kess. Didn't she die or something? They killed she her off She left um, to go pursue something else. Yeah, she, uh, but her character was only, could only live till be like eight or nine years old. So like. Oh, so they explained yeah, it away. But yeah, she went away. And then unfortunately, the actress had some real hard times after that. It's too bad. Always liked her as Cass. Very warm. But yeah, now he's been he's been in tons of stuff. Is he still doing stuff, or is he just kind of semi-retired? Uh yeah, no, he did. Uh, he's actually on Avenue Five. Um, that's on uh, HBO Max. It's a like a space, like a um. It's a, it's a sci-fi thing. I think like it's like they're they're in. It's a, like a, a a um like a cruise ship in space. Oh, okay. And like something happens, like they momentarily like lose their like their artificial gravity and accidentally death, and like all this stuff happens. So it's kind of a fun movie or fo- fun little series, but it's kind of also like a little nod to a lot of the uh, a lot of some other sci-fi stuff. But it's it's pretty fun. Dude, that's the worst wedgie I've seen in my life. Yeah, that's a that's Tom. Horrible. That is a Tom. Man. Don't. <laughs> Davy. What? And he was also on probably one of my like all time favorite like comedies from the eighties. Hmm. Benson. Was he in Benson? He was. He was uh seasons two through six. Uh he played uh Pete Downey. Oh he was uh, wait, um He was one of the secretaries for the for the governor, right? Yeah, I, I believe yeah, I believe that's eight? what his uh I think that's okay. what his role was. But yeah, he was uh with a uh, another Star Trek alum yep. was uh, Benson also. Yep, uh, uh, Renee. His name. Renee, yeah, just say Renee. Renee. Yeah. That's what. That's one of the things that kind of made me drift towards Voyager. Like, I mean, I was already a Trekkie fan, and I, I was into into like Generation. I was sort of iffy on on Deep Space, but when I saw Voyager and what they were doing, and then I saw the cast, and I and I, again, I'm a huge fan of Benson. Like growing up, and when I saw Renee in there, I was like, oh, this has got to be really good, and. Because Rene was a, I guess he was sort of like the dickhead lawyer. I think was he the lawyer in Benson? He was. Yeah, he played. He played this like uppity. Um, trying to remember what who he was. Like, he's he was, a district he was, attorney, I think. Yeah, our chief of staff at the beginning yeah. of season two. I think he got promoted and stuff. But yeah, he, but yeah, he played like a was it Clayton Endicott yeah. the third. I mean, he was like yeah, really, the, yeah. I, Endicott. I remember that's today Endicott. The third. There's a episode where him and uh, Robert uh, Goulet. They do Benson does they do a like basically your mother jokes. I mean they don't do mother jokes, but they're basically go, go back and forth and try to burn each other. Oh, and it's probably man. one of the <laughs> hysterical for Benson was ones. hysterical, man. Robert Robert Guillaume at his yeah. height. Yeah, I just remember when he started that. I think was that not a spinoff of Soap? Yep. Because I yeah, think Robert yeah, Guillaume off. Yeah. was on Soap for a while, mm-hmm. and he was like he just like a guest star. They spun that off because Soap was a spinoff from Maud. Maud soap, then it was Benson, then Benson. Yeah, yeah. 
Damn, that's going back some TV. That shows how old I am. <laughs> you kids don't even know what Mott is. Oh, yeah. Oh. And uh, Robert Keown's character had one of the greatest rises in that show because I, I'm not sure how many seasons it was on, but I know he started Six. off as an accountant and then he became the lieutenant governor. No, I think he so. started off as like one of the butlers. Literally, he worked his yeah, way. Yeah, he was a low position. And then yeah. he like he was a, like the ending of the show, he was lieutenant governor. Like, how did this happen? Yep. Oh, yeah, check out Benson. I'm not sure where that's at. Yeah, that uh, one. Yeah, good luck on that one. Great, great show, by the way. Like most of those 80s uh, sitcoms, you know, they get their knocks, but a lot of them were really good, and Benson was definitely up there. I mean, you Mash, obviously, that's up there. Bows and Buddies. I, I, I know. I don't. Buddies. I don't tell people that often, but yeah, I still watch Mash. I have it on my. It's usually like my nighttime on. Like I can like start watching like a season and just like just like go to sleep and have it. That's what I do with Supernatural now. Like I'm trying to start something with uh, Melissa with Supernatural. So I'm trying to watch like the first ten, and they were going to record apparently, and but uh, I haven't finished the first ten yet. I'm still at seven, so but it's like a slow pace. <laughs> now the funniest um, scenes are with these two guys. Damn. <laughs> wow. Shit. Hold it back. Let it out. Let it yeah. out. Look how old. See that jukebox in the back there in the yeah. background? It's one of the flippy ones. Like, do you see the diners? And, and folks, he's, at, he's making reference to the to when he says flippy ones. He meant the, the, an actual record. Dude, I was at uh, Borders today. Or not Borders. Sorry, Barnes & Noble's. God, man, that went back a little bit. I was Oof. at Barnes & Noble's. Ooh. and like the, the, age now. Yeah, I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> and, um, I well, I... Kind of had a date today, so um, we uh, we like met up at board there at Barnes and Nobles, like check the books, and then we were talking about music. I was like, "Oh, there's a music section back there." So we started like walking through, and there were vinyls, like all vinyls. I'm like, "Oh my god!" We're like, "Yeah, going through, like showing you, know, trying to see see kind of like a good good way of seeing your, your kind of like your musical taste and stuff." So what did you find and, out? Oh, uh, well, good good taste. So uh, I'm, I'm good there. Uh, actually, I got I, she. Uh, we went out. We went to dinner. So I hopped in her car, and uh, it, and she was blaring fucking rats. So again, another way. Damn. <laughs> another <that's>... way. <laughs> she was on. Wow. Uh, she was on Hair Nation. So I was like, okay, all right. That's um, that's... But no, it was. It's so funny going through these fucking old vinyls. I mean, not old, or they're reprinted, but you're like, I was like, man, I I might want to get back into doing this, you know, because there's a they're selling a record player. I was like, man, it'd be kind of. I was like, and then I saw the price of the fucking vinyls. How, how much? Forty, 
fucking twenty six dollars for oh, fucking 20, a vinyl, a, a vinyl, a vinyl for twenty six. Yeah, I was like, what? I don't know, dude. You're better off. I'm not sure if some of the Salvation Art still carries vinyl, but like, check they there. do. You can, and we've got a couple of vinyl like record stores here in town. Um, what's it? A, a vinyl heaven. Uh, it's down in a Winter Park area. I think they're still around. So yeah, I was like, you know what? I uh, if I want to get back, that'd be kind of fun, you know. That'd be a fun little thing to do. <laughs> it just Yeah, so this is definitely the unedited. We have some of the best jokes. Oh, man. But yeah, man, when I was looking at some of the vinyl stuff, I'm like, fuck, that's just... Um, yeah, I mean, like the, 20, a, the price, twenty six. Like, I mean, really? I, was I, like, I think if it was like ten, I could buy a I, CD I for for cheaper. I mean, that's like, I would check the other places first because I would. Yeah, well, it's it was bore, it was Barnes and Noble, so I was like, yeah, oh, well, my, my, I mean, you and I were talking about you know our figures that you and I collect. Mm. You know, it's you know it, the prices because it's store prices. They got store or not store prices. They got it's mall prices for mm. the markup. So yeah, I'm thinking. You know, I think between fifteen and twenty wouldn't be, you know, that far out of the realm. But I, I got to finish collecting other things first before I drift. Yeah, you can't drift to one thing from the other. You got to stay the course. And and I did I did warn her. I was like, hey, by the way, I, this is what I did purchase. And she's like, oh, I wouldn't expect anything else. So I was like, oh, okay, you're good. <laughs> That's with that awesome. Then, like, oh, that all right. awesome. I can I can have my dumb collections. It's, you know, when we were talking in the green room I mean, before you signed on about your uh, your uh, your dope version of the Justice League, when you sent that picture, I'm like, like I got mine. I still have it in my packages. I haven't like put them or displayed them yet because I'm in the middle of like rearranging some stuff in the house. But like the way you had them positioned, I was like, man, that is like the uh, the meanest version of the Justice League <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. They're all they all like like you got the Aquaman with the long hair and the, yeah, the, spear the beard. Yeah, the spear. Yeah, it's like I didn't get any. I get didn't get any pretty ones. They all they all look like they had a rough day already. Like the rugged Batman who looks like he's been through freaking hell. Um, you got the Mar- the, the Manhunter there. Like it's clearly dope. Uh, the blonde little kid getting his ass kicked. Uh, he was in. He played Peter Friedman, I think, in Halloween. I was gonna say, is that Draco Malfi? Oh no, because <laughs> he looked familiar. I was I was reading it. Um, yeah, Max Van Vile. Go, go with that name. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah. Paul Friedman in Halloween and the um, and the Rob Zombie one, the original one. What do you play? Uh, they just told you Paul Friedman. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who he was. 
Yeah, I figured he, you, you were a fan of that one so a little bit more than me. So. I like the first. The second one is, uh, hmm. Well, again, we're just talking about the first one. He was in the first I one. So. I know. I, I just automatically go to the negative one. Yeah, I know you do. I know. You gotta it's yourself. just a thing. I don't know. Just a miserable human. By the way, I had child abuse in the last scene where the dude was literally beating the hell out of this bully. Just in some other films, like a comedy, like in the past, they would hold that back. No, he didn't do that. But this one, they did show him beating the hell out of the kid. Oh, and yeah, you were asking about uh, Angus T. Judd. No, or Angus T. Jones. No, he he was literally on his first season of Two and a Half Men, so he hadn't gone uh-huh. his to the, the religious thing. I don't think he did that until like season like nine or ten. Like yeah, like it was really like, like closer to the end. Yeah, I think it was after. I think it was after uh, Charlie left. And then he left, and he was all resentful about it. Like, you know, they treat like, dude, you, and they treat you like shit, but you got paid. Oh God, a little stiff there. Yeah. Granny, oh granny. <laughs> yeah we like and we lost Cloris leachman uh last year january uh 27th last year so it like january 27th of 2022 will be a year for her yeah we lost her uh stroke and uh some uh covid compli- compli- contributions yeah uh, shame 94 years old. I mean, she had an epic, long epic life, career, man. long, longer life, long career. And like, I love the fact that like she was still going like in her, in her, you know, later years, she was still going along. We had, um, my God, I don't even want to mention this show, but the other day we had another death. I think it was Bob. From Sesame Street, yeah. who played Bob, you know, uh, would you like to be in a neighborhood in the neighborhood? Sesame Street, he died. He was 90. Yeah, he was one of the original, I think he was yeah. part of the original. Well, I remember him when I was growing up, like, shit. I didn't know he was still around, and like, he looked like he talked about a life. He was on that show to the bitter end, I think, too. No.
Love that car that he has. I gotta become a good old surrogate dad now. See, see. Oh, hey, yeah. They're men rooming. <laughs> I love this. There was an editorial in the Washington Times about the movie, and they basically likened the movie to the evil twin of Miracle on 34th Street. <laughs> and they and they chide the Walt Disney Company for allowing such a beloved figure of Santa Claus to be trashed by Miramax. <laughs> I'm just thinking about that. Yeah, it's sort of. It is literally the evil twin of. Of the Miracle on 34th Street, yeah. Because you have Santa, you know, uh, trying to prove who he is. Yeah, instead of like, you know. Instead of of being the person at the mall Santa who, you know, who's a douchebag. And learning that he's Santa, you know. Chamberlain's. I think we got a Chamberlain's around here, but it's a food store. These guys are so funny together. Any scene they're in. (laughs) His eyes always made things funny, man. So it's it's funny. Um, they were saying that when they cast uh, Cox, uh, Tony Cox here for mm. the role, and they also when they cast uh, Brett Kelly for the Thurman, mm. um, the Cohen brothers told Weinstein's that they're like, no, we don't, we hate him. Like, like the director cast him. Really? Yeah, yeah. And the Weinstein and the or the uh, the Cohen brothers were like, no. And according to uh, to Wegoff, he's like he he. he uh, talk to Dimension and, and he was like they were pining for this more Disney like generic cute kid hmm. to play Thurman and it, and like the, and he's like yeah there might be other actors who could be like a great job with this part but Tony and Brett they're just funny at what they're doing there and playing the playing these roles as they are yeah thousand percent 
But yeah, I mean, to hear, you know, that the Coen brothers, who you think are like, you know, all about like being a little offbeat, mm. you know, and especially in their casting, when you look at some of their casting that they've done, oh, that they God. were that they were against Tony. He fits right in there. I don't, yeah, I, I like they were going to cast, like I said, there was somebody else, uh, another midget, uh, he was a, um, or another short person, sorry. Um, That's okay. He was a, he was a, um, <laughs> what the? Is he dead? Um, it was going to be a white character, and I don't think that relationship between him and Bernie Mac's character would have mm. been as good. Like the no. the banter back and forth just wouldn't wouldn't work as well. I love the fact that they're just trying to kill this guy. Well, they already did. They're just now attaching him to you. Know. Yeah. So. Okay, now he's dead. But well, yeah, I, I just don't think that that back and forth banter would have been as well received if it was a white actor no, compared to no, two no. two two black actors going back and forth. That that fast wit between them. Oh, God. like the that's just the, the the scenarios he comes over his head. Like, good lord. Here we go. I hope they don't do something and try to make it a series or something. What? Wouldn't fit. Like a bad Santa series? No, I think after the second one, because it's been so long, I, I don't think that they, um, it failed kind of to match like kind of like the, the critical and yeah, the commercial success. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see see another one really yeah because i don't think there's enough of a world yeah there's this. not there it's, hasn't even been rumbling of a sequel at all so there shouldn't be. i mean there's sometimes there's movies that are great too like i said if anything if they want to do a sequel do Thruman grown up and yeah, the, well, yeah, a, he's, he's got to bury willie you know and got to go through the dealing with the fact of his you know his childhood idol and mentor is now dead and And then maybe he's got to, you know, finds out Willie's got an, an you know an Ill illegitimate child, and you know something, something hey, fun, to, too, yeah. yeah, something fun just to put a like a little, you know, nice little end to it, you know, and so bell. Well, the reason I say that I've been watching the Santa Clauses on uh, Disney Plus. How was that? I but I haven't jumped into them yet because I, uh, I wanted I needed to watch the last Santa Claus movie. It's been a while. It's, it's better than I thought. Yeah, the last Santa Claus movie was not good, but it's better than I thought it was going to be. I like the way they they're doing it. Where he's like gonna retire and he's gonna pass it off to like um like the the son the, the kid who played the son in the original film, he's in there, he's older, he has kids of his own, you see him, and uh like Bernard the elf is in there too. So it's pretty good, it's pretty solid. Like I've seen some of the stuff with Bernard on TikTok, which I think is kind of funny. You know, where he's like, Yeah, I just you know, I ran off and I gave I gave up my uh gave up my immortality it. and that kind of thing, and you know, because I wanted to be with a woman, I, and he's like, and now I can't get rid of this, no matter how how many burpees I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
it's nice. Even the new characters they got in there, like the kids and like the new head elf. And like I said, it's pretty good. Everybody has their anger points in this film, and it's just so funny when they get pissed off. Well, it's like, yeah, well, Billy Bob, you know, Willie, he's he's just over shit. He's just over life and just over <laughs> shit in general. Um, Tony's character, he's more he's more over over Willie, but he's got to deal with us. He's got to deal with Willie. Yeah. No, no, he's got to deal with a gr- money grubbing wife, too. Oh. You know, because most of the stuff he's doing for her because she's making a wish list. So, I mean, I, yeah, they each have their own. And Willie's is like, more, Willie's is the least offensible one. Like, cause he just doesn't have the thing to live for, you know, eventually you know, he, you know, it, it's the Grinch story. You know, he, he's trying to ruin Christmas, trying to ruin the, he finds a reason, you know, Did you notice the name of the safe there that he was going through? No, I didn't even, I didn't see it. They show it. I think they might show it again. Look at that. I love that he's just shopping for his weapon. It's uh, called Kittner Boy. Ring any bells? Kittner Boy, no. Jaws? He's one of the first kids killed by Jaws. Oh, oh, the Kittner Boy. Okay, I gotcha. So, nice. A little Jaws reference there. A little deep Jaws reference there. Yeah, man. I had to match you. You went a little deep a couple episodes ago, so I had to match your uh, sweatiness. Oh, God. I don't know why this is funny. I've seen similar like things in movies with this song. The music choices in this film, like the scores that the company, the scenes are really on point. Yeah. Because they're so like, just they, you don't think they would fit in a film like this, but it does. Although the guy that does the music in here, uh, David Akate, he's got a pretty good resume under his belt. He he knows what he's doing. Um, the Look Who Talking series, um, Jury Duty, Clueless, can't can't hardly wait. Night at the Roxbury, dude, where's my car? Like he's got a got a nice little uh... yeah. Uh, Harold and Kumar to go to White Castle. Yeah, he's he's had a he's got a pretty good career. So yeah, his uh his musical taste and and how he does things are pretty spot on. The purple one. See, and here here's where you start seeing the 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 heart grow a little bit for.
Uh oh. <laughs> More pools. <laughs> of course it was going to end like this for him. Damn. Oh, they shot Goofy. Damn monsters. Jeez. Now that cop going after Willie is like a, he's a, a well-known uh, stunt Stunt guy done mm -hmm. so many movies: Apocalypse Now, The Abyss, Air Force One, Die Hard, Blade, Rush Hour, Ocean's Eleven. He's been a he's been around. Kind of convenient. He just happened to be a car right outside. And then we're going to see a police chair, our police chief later on. That is actually um, was a police chief. He uh he's he was the host of uh what was it police was it uh world's wildest police videos oh wow I don't even that's yeah. that's I don't even remember that one yeah whenever you see the uh, the the chief later on you'll that that'll be him now you again hmm. one of the you were just talking about the placement of great music here like yeah I mean you usually you're gonna get that exciting music we had when he was running out of the mall but now it's this it's like this little classical piano note. Yeah, it'll fuck up the neighbor's <laughs> kids. Yeah, him. He, he that's the guy I was talking about. Oh, that guy? Yeah, okay. Carrie, Carrie, uh, Carrie Russell. Russell is R O S S A L L. Okay. Yeah, no, yeah, no. It's it kind of rolls off weird. It's like we want it to sound like Russell, but it's Ross. Hey, Russell. 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 Okay. Yeah. Excuse me. Oh no! I'm taking it back. No, that was that's actually Sheriff John uh, John Bunnell. That's who that was. Oh, that's that the guy who's like the real life sheriff. That's the one. That's, yeah, yeah. Because you'll see him, and I've seen him in all all those ones. Yeah. Of course, yeah. Well, working late at night when you come home, you turn on the TV. It's all it's all it's just fucking. That's fucking what I cop did. cop ones and cops dramas. 
I actually had a friend uh, that I, well, got, he was a friend of a friend that he was from Denmark and he came to, came to, to LA for like a, 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 the summer mm-hmm. and he did nothing but sit on the couch and literally watch cops all day long. That's all he did. I was like, dude, you're in LA, Hollywood, like get out. There's shit to see. Yeah, that's I was on my way over to their house one day, and I walked by cops filming. So I fucking walked up, knocked on the door. I opened it up. I go, hey, cops is right down the street filming. He's like, what? Out the door. They're like, dude, how did you do that? It's like. I was like, they'll, they'll, uh, they're right there. So. I don't think she comes back for the sequel, does she? No, there's a new love interest for the uh, for the sequel. <laughs> yeah, because Tony Cox comes back. Uh, Christina Hendricks is who comes back. Who's uh, I think the love interest on this one? Jesus, that note's hysterical. And in the sequel, you had Kathy Bates as his, I think it's his, as his mom, I think it's who Yeah, was. I think it was his mother or something, and she was just as bad. Yeah. I love, I don't know about you, I love Kathy Bates, man. She's, to me, she can do no wrong. Oh, yeah, she no, can I, anything I've ever seen her in. Just, anything. Especially I love when she, had, like, jumps into, like, the, the comedy world. Oh, the comedy stuff, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Her comedy <laughs> stuff is on point. I mean, pro- probably one of the most, like, iconic comedic ones for her is Waterboy. Mm, yeah, we're yeah. yeah. Bobby Boucher's mama. My mama said, "Such a good flick." Tugboat, yeah. We here we start learning their names because we only did tugboat. Okay, yeah. Marcus the Prince, Jin, Jin. <laughs> like we, she, her name was never used. Lauren's name is never used, and so Thurman Merman, Cheap Seeker. <laughs> As Granny, she had no name. And they, yeah, they oh, did. They, they, they got yeah. again because John. he like he. I think he died just a little bit before it came out, so they were able okay. to add the memorial in there. That's good. That is a nice battery life right there. Sorry, I was. That is a was, nice was, little quick holiday movie, Bad Santa. Epic. Uh, yeah. I haven't seen. Oh, Alex Borston is in his film. Too? She was. She was the mom at the beginning. Oh, that's yeah. right. She's the. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She is. Okay. By the way, she is Milwaukee mother. Hence my name, in chat. Oh, okay. <laughs> she was the Milwaukee mom. She didn't have the Milwaukee mom. Was like, she, yeah, yeah. She well because you, you got to remember the original one before he went to the beach. They were doing their the, at the beginning of the movie. They did a a a, a heist in Milwaukee. And that's where you saw our, you know, Tony Adler, who does the cops on everything, you know, Mike and Molly and everything. That was that was in the Milwaukee Mall. They went and they you went off and spent their money down in Miami, and then they came to this one. So that's why. Good old Arizona. Yeah. Fun film, man. I didn't realize. Like, I mean, it's still freaking funny. It oh, still yeah. holds up. I mean, oh, always, it's just... yeah. And again, it's one of those classics. It's 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 so hard to like, because you have your heartwarming classics, and then you have your like you're down and dirty, you know comedy yeah. ones no that's like it's like kind of tough like i know I've, I've said i probably have like probably a good like 10 like 10 to 15 like i must watch you know for christmas movies 
And this is clearly one of them. Oh yeah, this one. This one is like yeah, right, right up there. You know, Christmas Christmas Vacation is right up there. And we got um two other films that are I, I would consider just as watchable every holiday. So I can't wait till we do those. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be fun, especially the last one. I like that one to me is Christmas, but uh, we're not there yet. Yeah, no, the be. one you're talking about. Yeah, again, yeah, that's yeah because we're I think we're gonna be doing the fat uh, fat man with Mel Gibson. The fat man. Fat that's man. gonna be next week, and then uh, the week after we're gonna jump into Scrooge, Scrooge man. which yeah, uh, I love it. And then it's like oh, the, 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 that heartwarming end at the very end of the you know. And then oh, the movie man. where they break out in the song, you're like, ah, oh, fuck you. Yeah. Come on, put a little love yeah. in your heart. Oh, I can't wait till we get there, but yeah. uh, I'm so excited. But uh, Mike, let's get out of here. All right, guys, make sure you do check us out on Facebook. We uh, we have a nice little community over there. Um, and uh, we will be starting. We're weeks away, guys. Next year for BAM, we will be starting horror all year long, all horror. We might throw in a couple of like, you know, little like, you know, times for like a little come up for a little breather or something fun, you know, that we come across. But, uh, but yeah, for the most part, every week will be horror. And we will start with, I think we decided we were going to be starting with Halloween. Yeah. Theme, we're going yeah. So OG we're going to, we've done a couple of Halloweens already, but we're going, we're going to OG. We're not yep. touching, we're not touching anything. We're, we're going OG on a lot of the stuff we're going to do. It's going to be hardcore OG stuff. So, um, yeah, we are not going to mess around. Yeah. Like, we're not going to tiptoe around things anymore. Mm-hmm. I learned my lesson. And, uh, yeah, we're just, we're just putting our, put, putting our Sergeant Hulkas into the water. That's it. That's, that's yeah, so come on. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. So make sure you do check that out. And, uh, of course, you know, we do have a few other podcasts that are out there that are linked with us. So, I mean, uh, Jeff has, uh, has, uh, both his Game of Thrones. Oh, was it was it baptism of fire for baptism both Game of, Game of Thrones baptism. and for you still have the one last episode I think out there floating Which is, uh, yeah, <laughs> All right, guys, Jeff, what do you got? Check out the band Facebook page. Love the community, and as always, from Mike to me to you, band. We'll see you soon. Bye.